0: what's up halo fam halo joe here just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode make sure to keep it tuned here to halos in the infields baseball network all season long as we drop content every day don't forget to subscribe to the channel also make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live also check us out on our other platforms instagram facebook tiktok and twitter we can also be found on apple pod Podbeam, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five star review. Thank you again, Halo fam. And with that, let's get this show on the road.
1: Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox,
0: and the other hosts of the show Fernando Mendez, AKA the Lone Star Halo, and everybody's favorite Heedy character,
2: Randy. I thought you were talking about Maverick. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yazi
1: in the house hey first before we get started we got we got to let you guys know where to find us and that's on YouTube absolutely if you're watching right now if you're listening it's we're on Podbean Anchor uh, Spotify iHeartRadio wherever you listen to podcasts we are there Apple Podcasts as well so give us a like and uh, you know write us a nice little comment we'll write you back and also give us a five star. That really, really helps. And like and subscribe to the YouTube page. It's growing. Our lives are going to be on there for post games and pre games. And uh, anytime there's breaking news, check us out there. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some merchandise coming. So be on the lookout for that. Anything that I've missed, guys? Uh,
2: you're going to be doing post game shows starting the Spring Training Freeway Series.
1: That's right. Yes. We're going to get the kinks out. That's what we're calling it the kinks out post game show.
2: Not the kink out. That's different.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Kink stuff happens after. Um show me your honks. Game. <laughs> yeah. I'll have that sound bite ready by the way. The show me your hunks.
0: For your soundboard?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The soundboard is in process of being made as we speak. So get ready for that. Um so yeah. Uh what's that? So it better be good. It will be, trust me. Uh so so yeah, we got a lot of things going uh and starting and but first we're gonna talk about Halo Baseball, which had commenced finally uh, last week. We got it going. Uh, Spring training is uh, well in effect. And, um, you know, there's some news and notes to talk about. And, uh, well, let's get into it. And uh, I was going to run this by you, you know, before we talked anyway right now. We'll get the elephant out of the room right away. Joe Adele, uh, he's batting 118, seven strikeouts. Uh, what What do you guys think, man? I mean, for a player... Forever or, or what's going on here? Is it time to panic?
2: Uh thank God that he practiced jumping on boxes this spring training, or before spring <laughs> training. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly translating to the plate.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that? Because he did come in with what they're talking about 15 to 20 pounds extra muscle, but it's just not equating to the field. What what do you think's going on there, Randy? You've you've watched a lot of these games so far.
0: I mean, <laughs> talking biceps, guys yes I, you know i was hoping you know joe adele's one of those guys that you know we, we sit here and make fun of him and and will it's granted you know but i was really hoping he'd come out this spring and show out
1: yeah. you know he
0: didn't have to hit like freaking 300 but if you could have thro- if you could have i don't know hit it in somewhere in the ballpark 260 270 you know consistently through the spring, give me a couple RBIs, give me a couple home runs, you know, just something, you know, to make that transition because he's going down to the triple A. It doesn't matter how he shows out this spring, I think, anyway. Um, but, you know, something to, you know, to go down the triple A, something to hang our hats on, you know, thinking, okay, this this guy's got a little value, you know, you know, come the trade deadline, if he's still raking down there in triple A, you know, we could trade him, we can you know, package him something for, a, you know, for a starting pitcher or something. But, dude, <laughs> same old Adele.
2: Yeah, I mean, what I'll say about Adele is just the simple fact that um it, same thing, different year. You know, nobody's ever questioned Joe Adele's athleticism. Honestly, if we're talking pure athleticism, I compare him to guys like Trout. I compare him to guys like Otani. Problem is the skill has never translated, he's always been athletic. Nobody's ever been like, you know what, Joe Adele's lazy. We all know the guy's working hard. That's the thing. I can live with the fact and and I can sleep at night as an Angels fan knowing I don't think Joe Adele goes out there and and just mails it in. And believe me, there's a lot of major league players who go out there and then mail it in. But the, the end of the day... I know Joe Adele's working at it. You know, how often have you heard when he was in a slump that, oh, well, you know, Joe Adele's working with our with our hitting instructors for some godforsaken reason? You know, he was actually <laughs> working with uh, Paul Sorrento and Jeremy Reed. But um, you know, or um, when he was struggling and what was it, 2020? Uh they would said Joe Madden said that he was taking uh, uh pop flies in the outfield. So, you know, I know the guy always works at his craft. The problem is for whatever reason, he can just never put it together. And normally things like the minor leagues and spring training weren't his issue this year. It is. So I really don't know anymore with Joe Adele man. he went from being a question mark to the Riddler.
1: Yeah, because I've, and I agree on what both of you guys are saying. I just felt that he needed to come out with a strong start. I know a lot of people are going to bring you listening to this and be like, Oh, he's only a weekend. Yes, we understand that, but he hasn't shown us any kind of consistency since he's been a halo other than triple a or double a like you guys mentioned and the fact is this kind of throws me back to some bad feelings since since perry manassian's been in charge we haven't seen these type of 4a players that were prevalent with past gms that would stick around the angels were either scared to trade or too uh, too uh scared to pull the trigger on a trade so that's like they would hold on to him and the players would turn into 4A guys. Brandon Wood, Dallas McPherson, you can, the list goes on. Caleb Coward. Yeah, Caleb Coward, guys like that. <clears throat> but with Adele, I felt, man, I don't know. Do you guys think that the Angels missed the signs of him potentially being a 4A player? I don't want to uh, seal the coffin on this guy yet. Like you said, he's super athletic. But do you, as, as it stands right now, he's a 4A player. Do you think they missed the boat
0: trading him, and they waited too long? Now, the guys that you mentioned before him, you know, your Dallas McPhersons, your Woods, and all that, were they drafted out of college or high school? College. Okay, well, that kind of. No, I get your point. I get you. I don't remember. Okay, well, but I will say this. I mean, it kind of stifles my point a little bit, but Joe Adele coming out of high school, I always thought, you know, this guy's a project, man. I mean. It's gonna take him, I don't know, maybe three, four years before he even, you know, reaches the show if that. And I just I just never saw it translate. Like, to me, he always like it's like Fernando said, he was just an athletic freak. That's what I always saw in Joe Adele. From the minute we dropped, I'm like, Oh, this kid's just an athletic freak, he's out of high school. It's it's gonna take him another high school's year's worth of years just to get up to the show, if that. Didn't he go to
2: University of Louisville? don't think so.
0: I think he I think he had
2: offers, but I think he turned it down
0: to, uh, to get drafted.
2: He did go to the University of Louisville. For how many years? So let's see. Um, Adele graduated from Ballard High School in Louisville, Kentucky in 2017. After his freshman year in 2014, he committed to the university to play college baseball. But
0: well, he only played a year of
2: college ball then. Yeah, he couldn't have played long. Because yeah, he got drafted that. in 18, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 18, he got drafted Even first then, round, right? Second round was Krippkin.
1: Wasn't Detmier's on that Louisville team too? I, I don't
2: think so. I think they were a year off. I don't even know where he came out of
0: college. I,
1: I thought he came out of Louisville. I might be wrong on that.
0: But to, to get to my point, you know, one year out of college, that's that's nothing. Look at the guys that uh, Perry's drafting. We're talking three, four-year collegiate starters. Yeah. Guys that, you know, if, if they come into the minors, dude, you know, they may need two, maybe three years tops before they get to the, to the majors. And that's just fine tuning them because those guys, I mean, those guys three, four years at the college, at the college level. I mean, that's, that's a lot different than coming right out of, you know, high
2: school and then going right into the uh, minor leagues way different. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that they did miss the boat to trade Joe Adele, unfortunately, because I mean, sure you can trade him now, but you're not going to get diddly or squat for him. Mm -hmm. The problem right now with Joe Adele is you're too invested. You're too far in. And there's two ways this is going to go. You're going to put him in a package and you're going to, you're not going to get much for him or you're going to commit to him. And then that's when the, the, the fork in the road will happen. He's either going to be Brandon wood, Caleb coward. He's going to join that list of guys, or he's going to be Taylor ward. Cause let me remind every angels fan. And I don't care who the hell you are. Taylor ward before last year. Angels fans wrote him off. He was Billy Epler's very first draft pick when he first came over in what? 2016. When he was the first year GM, you know, Taylor Ward was his guy. That was his first pick of his GM career uh, drafting. And we all wrote Taylor Ward off. We were all like, this guy's a nobody. This guy isn't going to last. He's a four a guy. And we were wrong. You know, will it be sustainable? Who knows? And I'm hoping for Taylor Ward's sake. He is. But um, that's our best thing we can hope for for Joe Adele. One day, something's going to click. But the difference is when Taylor Ward was up in the major league, you saw those flashes. You saw those small stints of potential. He hit that walk-off home run the end of, uh, I forgot what season it was. It was the last game of the year. He hit a walk-off Grand Slam. You know, you saw those flashes. I just haven't seen it yet with Joe Adele. And believe me, nobody wants Joe Adele to succeed more than I do. Yeah. We clouded him from time to time, but it's the same thing with Rendon. do if they succeed, the team succeeds. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And if guys like Joe Adele, David Fletcher, those kind of guys are your weakest links. There's worse places to be. Cause there was a time where Joe Adele was expected to be our star and he needed to be our star. Those days are gone.
1: That's very true. I mean, I'm not the biggest Squiddy Poo fan as we as we all know. you
2: love Squiddy Poo. But yeah,
1: it but if, if Squiddy Poo was leading the team like, you know, back in the day with some players had to take higher roles and and come up because of injuries, let's just say he's he's tearing it up and and he's somehow worked his, uh, you know, himself to number 2 in the lineup. You know, I I like you said, it's who you I don't really cheer for the guy's name on the back except a couple of the dudes that are there, but for the most part, if if you're wearing the Angels logo, you know you know jeremy reed and paul sorrento were successful at their jobs i'd be rooting for them too you know but but we we trash (laughs) them when they're doing bad and and you know like you said we would love to be given love and shout outs to adele because we want him to succeed we want him to be resemble somewhat of the player they thought he could be but the way that he's been playing lately it's and, and last year i felt and i said this on one of the podcasts we did towards the end of the year. You know when we we're uh, that that he needed some psychi- psychiatric help. You know, like a psychiatrist to sit down with him and get in his head because the way he was talking last year, the cryptic uh, stuff on on Twitter, and 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 just the way he felt crushed every time he was sent down, brought up. I mean, he was yanked around so much, and I like I've said before, I think he's got all the tools to be successful, but mentally, I think a lot of times he gets in his own head.
2: Yeah, absolutely. His game the, the the flaw in his game has always been mental. And for his sake, I really hope it changes, man. I mean, you know, I I really want to like the kid. I really do, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not Val. Val hates him for some reason. That's not <laughs> <laughs> But she
1: loves everything else and the Angels are the greatest team in the world.
2: Yeah, and so is Roger. But um yeah, I mean, I I'm pulling for the kid. I really am. I I really am. Worst comes to worst, he does really, really, really well in AAA. He has a really hot stint in the majors, and we could dump him for, for prospects at this point.
0: Yeah. I Not a problem
2: anymore. You're
0: right. You Both are right. It's absolutely mental. I mean, he, I mean it shows in his pitch selection. I mean, the, the kid will sit on a fastball all day. Okay, well, that's easy. You could, you could do that for the first, oh, I don't know, couple of games of spring training, but, you know, eventually them breaking balls, you know, that, that slower stuff's going to come in, and if you can't pick it up, if you don't know if it's coming... You know, you look silly like he does every at bat. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's absolutely mental. Like I say, he could sit on a fastball all day, but he doesn't he he just doesn't seem to know when any of that breaking stuff is coming. And he, it seems like even when he does, it's whiff.
1: Yeah, I mean you you gotta be able to have productive outs. I think that's what we were screaming at Squiddy Poo and a few of these other players. And I'm br- I'm glad you brought up Taylor Ward because, you know, uh we were uh writing him off um i would cringe every time he was brought up to the club i i didn't feel he was worthy enough to be on the roster and uh the fact that he had the season he did last year was a breakout and then you know he could have had an even better season had he you know stayed healthy for that you know not crashed into the one bar that was in the outfield uh or <laughs> metal pole but uh but yeah he's, he's he, caught him yeah exactly but he was he was having a tear last year he, and he got hot in september again so I think everyone's, you know, marked him as our left fielder, right fielder, whatever they're going to do with between him and Renfro.
2: Yeah, he, he's the left fielder. Yeah, Renfro's left fielder
1: right. now. And so well, it's like, like you guys said. twenty-one. I
0: 2021, was he, did he, before 2021 call it, was he catching down in the minor leagues or was he playing the outfield? They the converted role. him
2: to, uh, yeah, they converted him pretty quick. I believe there was a time where he was a third baseman primarily coming up. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they moved him to the outfield. Because
0: I knew, I, I remember because, you know, watching him at Fresno State, him and Judge were on the same team. And I knew just looking at him, I mean, he was a decent
2: catcher in the college ranks. I was like, but he, I was like, man, if he gets drafted, there's no
0: way he's going as a catcher. He
2: yeah, was... he, I remember him catching originally when he was up in the Inland, Inland Empire, San Bernardino, you know, low A at the time. Um, yeah, I remember him catching there and I remember him not being bad. He had an average jo- arm. You know, he didn't have a rag arm. He didn't have a great arm. It was, you know, middle of the pack. That's right. probably why they decided to move him, which is weird because man, I remember everyone was clowning on the angels for a while because they drafted a uh, a catcher in the first round for two straight years. Cause it was Taylor Ward and then it was Matt Dice, both catchers, both didn't remain catchers. And then eventually they moved Matt Dice back to catcher after making him a first baseman.
1: Yeah, which is another guy. It's, I I'm with Randy when we talked about Thice last time. I, I just don't think he's ever going to materialize.
2: Problem yeah. is, they never give Thies fair development, folks. <laughs> yeah. They never give Thies a, a shot either. When was the last time Thice really came up and got the keys to the kingdom? Now I understand, you know, he's never really wowed either at Triple A. I mean, I'll look up his minor league numbers while I'm talking.
1: Well, but. Well, uh, well, he did have a really good stint last year. If you remember, I don't know if it was. In September? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, no, but, like, I think it, when uh, when they were in the minors, he got off to a very, like, he was on a really good hot streak. And then they brought him up not to play him every day. So you got a guy playing every day in the minors, tearing it up in AAA. Let him continue to rake. Let him continue to build his confidence. No, And then it's like, okay, if you're not going to, uh, you know, use him after he's been so hot in the minors, you know don't bring him up but they brought him up just to fill a bench spot yeah. and you're sitting him after he had already gotten into a zone and then you send him back down to to get back in the zone and he's fluttering again so
2: yeah i mean so his career in the minors he's a 278 hitter unfortunately in the minor leagues man you're not going to win very many jobs batting a 278 in the minors mm-hmm. yeah, 278 isn't bad i'm not making fun of the guy it's respectable but you know Joe Adele's minor league numbers have to be more impressive we'll look those up in a minute but I mean as a career major leaguer in 244 at bats he's only batting 205 man
1: yeah those are Jeff Mathis numbers
2: oh <laughs> you're Randy's boy
1: <laughs> well I mean that's the thing if he's batting 278 and double a where the pitching's a little bit you know tougher and you got uh, pitchers ballparks then I can go with that. If he's hitting like 325 in AAA, then I'm like, okay, you know, he's solid. Yep. I like that.
2: Joe Adele's a 289 minor league hitter, by the way, for his career. a 1,370 at-bats.
1: 1,000 at-bats, man.
2: I mean, man, he got drafted in 2017. First-round pick, 10th overall.
1: Yeah. That was a bit of a reach. I've I mean, been around for a
2: while. I mean, but the other thing is the guy's only 23. So, yeah. he's not – old either um there is one guy i want to talk about once we're done talking about adele
1: okay uh well real quick before we get to your guy some some part of the news and notes uh Mm -hmm. everyone's favorite and uh randy's really good post today uh kurt suzuki has made it back into the angels fold (laughs) just when we thought we got rid of him he's back
2: (laughs) yeah the guy was clearly a teacher's pet right yeah, <laughs> I mean, what other explanation is there? The guy was the teacher's pet. I see no other reason as to why he got brought back.
1: Now, is he going to be consulting uh, on the catching situation, or what's he going to
0: be doing? Do we know? What was his role? Assistant to the GM,
2: special assistant to the general manager. Now, do you guys think oh, he a dude, Barry he's just getting move, coffee? Or and was this bagels. an arty move? Oh, he's just getting coffee and bagels. This,
1: this reminds me of Dwight from The Office. That's <laughs> looking <laughs>
2: He's taking, I, I, he's taking voicemails
0: and memos.
2: The only thing that goes on in my mind is, you know, what if him and Shohei are really close? And no, that's not me being racist because they're Japanese. Oh, that's <laughs> me saying. Canceled. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm not, it, if that's what I get canceled for, that's the thing that did it over? <laughs> that's that's what it was? I, F it. We're going to roll with that. I'm off the show. Anyway. My Sundays are now free, maybe. but um, let me just say, like, it, maybe they have a good relationship, and if that's the case, maybe this was a move to once again try to entice Otani. Like, hey, we brought your your buddy Kurt Suzuki because originally, in 2021, Kurt Suzuki was Otani's catcher. If you guys yeah. remember, mm-hmm. that's why I say not to be racist. Yeah, that, and I mean, he's got to have a,
0: <clears throat> excuse me a good relationship with the folks in the front office. I mean, they did bring him back to play freaking catcher two years in a row yeah i mean yeah. And, and, and sure the o- yeah and i'm sure there's the otani factor too i'm sure they get along greatly um and i'm sure i mean i know we bag on him but i'm sure kurt's a you know a great guy to have around the organization you know he knowledgeable you know he can he can pick his brain uh, he's friendly i mean and, and he's loyal
1: well you could kind of see that at the end of last year when he started his last game how the players like they treated him like he was a borderline Hall of Famer. You oh know, yeah, he got the send off yeah. treatment. You know his family was uh, throwing out the first pitch. They had the Hawaiian, you know, uh, was a necklace. The lays. The lays. Yeah, I mean they they I'll give you guys that. I mean and they they really do like him. And, and yeah, I,
0: th- but, I think he's somebody you know being. I mean what just retired this year?
1: Yeah, just retired
0: Yeah, yeah last year. He's, yeah. he's still somebody up here that these guys can. Hey, Kurt. Let me holler at you for a little bit. Yeah, you you were
2: you know you you were one of us recently. Yeah. So it's uh, Kurt- not like Joe Madden, like ah
0: Madden, yeah. exactly. He still gets it. He still understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he he like gets where, he gets where a lot of these guys are coming from. So if he, if they need to talk to him, he's he's a perfect dude to go. Hey, what's up?
2: Yeah, and let's also not forget the fact that I mean this guy did just win a World Series. I mean I understand 2019 wasn't yesterday. I mean honestly, anything pre-COVID feels like a different lifetime. But I mean realistically, 2019 wasn't that long ago who knows maybe this
0: is his way of you know slowly getting that foot into coaching
2: yeah
1: that's another possibility
0: (laughs) he can't just go right into coaching you know you got to start maybe in the front office level somewhere yeah or you know we'll know
1: where his head is as far as if he wants to coach if they assign him down to like double a or triple a to maybe learn his craft down there
0: sure i hope so he'd be good he'd be be, he would be a benefit to the organization i like kurt suzuki as as a person as an aging ball player, please get the hell off my team.
2: Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I can agree with you there. I mean, one thing um, that I will say is that the Angels have had a very interesting history of special assistant to the general managers. Like uh, Tony Larusa was one not too long ago. That's true. Uh, Brad Osmus, I believe, was one before he got hired. Uh and there's one other guy who I'm just blanking on. Wasn't it I, Baylor
1: before he was a hitting coach too? Don Baylor was briefly.
2: When was Don Baylor the hitting coach? Is it twenty fourteen? Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. I think it might have been fifteen.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna look it up now. Cause I, I remember he got fired and everyone was like, What?
1: Yeah, Don Don Baylor was a good guy.
2: To have to yeah, I mean, and everyone loved him as a, as a player, you know, very well known as an angel, right?
1: Mm. But uh, this in oh, 14 the, and 15, 14 and 15. Okay. before we get into one other thing I wanted to touch on um, as far as news and notes, do you want to get on that player you were going to talk about? For yeah.
2: So I, uh, I did the question of the day uh, to commemorate first week of angels baseball. And the question was, you know, who's impressed you the most so far this spring? The answer I saw the most was Kyron Paris. A lot of people are really high on him now. For those of you guys who aren't familiar, he was drafted in 2019. He was the Angels' second-round pick, and he was picked 55 overall. Now, he's only 21 years old. Uh, He's a six-foot infielder. And in six at-bats this spring, he's batting three thirty-three. He's got five RBIs out of those six at bats. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys seen from him this year? Are you impressed? Do you like his approach? You know, I know he was a guy who a lot of people have been writing off too. You know, just he's a speedy guy, and that's really his game. That's it.
1: Uh, I would have to say I need a little bit more from him. So if you're gonna if you're gonna get out to a hot start, because right now they're playing Stefanic a lot. So if you're playing Stefanic and him. Uh, a lot i'd like to see that because we're gonna get to see what stefana can do with a full spring and this kid out there too um he just needs more at bats um it's not like he's gonna make the roster or nothing but if he can like just show out right now while he's 21 uh you know he'll keep you know basically perry's perry will keep an eye on him or one of his assistants will you know like like hey man check in on this dude make sure he's what he's doing down whether he's in double a or triple a uh, cause those are the type of players that could be sleepers, potential guys that, that maybe just like you said earlier, it clicks and they could make it to a roster at some point, but I think it's way too early right now.
0: Ready? Yeah. I'm with you on that one. It's just way too early. Uh, he's a young kid. I mean, he could come crashing down, back down to earth real fast. Um, I mean, th- this is major league pitching he's seeing now. So, um, like I said, yeah, like Todd said with, you know, playing Stefanik a lot, I mean, it's going to be hard to get those at bats. You know these guys; these guys are, you know, being called up, you know, for their first spring, you know, to show out for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're looking for guys that, you know, honestly, we got our lineup. If you ask me, I mean, this spring, I mean, we're looking, we're looking at the depth. I mean, we're looking, we're looking at the guys that are going to fill out this roster. I mean, we know we got our starters. Oh yeah, we got our starters. I mean, this is this spring is all about finding who's going to be backing our guys up. You know, because it's, it's a long season, so we got to have. I want to make sure we got the right guys back there.
2: So who do you got playing shortstop then, Randy? Since so you say that we have our starters, who 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 are you saying right now? Starter shortstop.
0: Yep, shortstop. Oh, I would say Brian and Drury.
2: Okay, I like that.
1: Todd. Um, I I would actually yeah I would go Drury and uh, Renifo at second.
2: Renifo's look like pretty decent this spring too.
1: Yeah, I I would have to say like like the like guys like. Like we already agreed, Adele should be in the minors to start the season.
2: Yep.
1: Moniac would be fighting for a spot right now. Uh, you got other players that are fighting. I think it
2: for goes it. to Brett Phillips by default. I think it does. Okay. Give him a major league contract for a million dollars. You got to give it to him.
1: Yeah, I mean Moniac would would probably benefit from being down again a little bit more. <clears throat> I don't think he, it's it's going to hurt him all that much. Yeah, uh, Adele
2: can hold each other's hand 4A. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But you, but you got you got options. I mean, like like Randy said. I mean, like you got time to give. You know, when they're given every other day off for load management for Rendon, you got Urshela to fill in there at third, or you could swap them out for Walsh if Walsh is like 0 for two and a couple strikeouts against a you know a, a righty, and then they bring bringing in a lefty. Here comes Urshela off the bench, so um, he could play first. So there's there's, I do like this team a lot depth wise. I mean, it's it's night and day from last season.
2: Yeah, there's one piece. I know Randy's really big on this guy, and I was a fan of the signing. Jake Lamb. Jake oh, yeah. Lamb is looking very good this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's going to really fight, man, to get out of that minor league contract and find himself onto the roster. He's looking good. He's having good at bats. He looks good on the field. He's He looks like he's been there, and, and he has. I mean, he was an all-star in 17, 18 for the Diamondbacks, something like that. I mean he's batting three three 333 through 12 at bats i mean you know i get it we're a weekend great but as of right now he's looking pretty good
1: yeah i think i'll oh, go, oh, go ahead randy i was just gonna say dude's got a hell of an arm too i mean
0: she <laughs> that effortless throw to third base my god
1: yeah yeah i mean this is something right now where wins and losses don't matter and i'm i'm one of those superstitious guys when it comes to if they have a great preseason i'm i'm dreading the regular season cuz it means they usually go ass backwards so i'm hoping they rack up some more losses i don't really care about the final scores i just care that like i said you guys know this team's hitting a lot better than it did last spring and the starting pitchers when they're in there look awfully good you know uh yeah. the, the, the pitching's been really good i I've, we've had a couple hiccups with esteves has been struggling a bit Tapera looks to want that job. It looks, you know, from the first week, I know like you guys said first week, but Tapera looks a lot better right now and he came out saying, you know, he's trying to fight for that closer spot. And then uh Estevez is kind of crapped the bed a couple times. So we're hoping that he could turn that around cuz we want him to be successful too. But uh you got some interesting f- uh fights going on in that bullpen as far as for roster spots, but uh starting pitching, man, I've been impressed so far.
0: Yeah, I know. I think I think with Estevez let's, Let's see how the rest of the spring goes because I know, I know Nevin and the staff got him doing some things a little different with where uh, I don't know if it's where he's releasing the ball or where he's putting it, but um, I know there's there's some things that they they're they're wanting to tweak a little bit. So I know that's that has to play a factor in how he's kind of pitching right now. But I think once he gets in the groove, you know I think we're going to see the real it. I mean the the Duke can pitch. Absolutely. Let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. The Duke can pitch, and like I said, it's still early. But like I said, I really think that, you know, them tweaking with his mechanics right now, I think I think that has a lot to do with it. <clears throat> but I think once he puts it together, watch out.
2: Like I say all the time, man, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And as of right now, we're in a situation where a guy like Kejada isn't guaranteed a spot. We're in a spot where Jimmy Herget's going to have to compete for that closing spot that he had at the end of the year. That kind of stuff is good. You want those healthy competition. You know, Tapera had an opportunity to be the guy last year and he didn't take advantage once myself was traded he knows where he wants to be in the bullpen and i'm hoping he can step up and, and potentially be that guy as a closer you know loop hasn't looked that bad this spring training either you know and that's what i'm saying things like that the guys who were guaranteed spots last year don't have those same guarantees this year and that's good that kind of stuff is going to make you a better pitcher you know, I'm going to give Esther the benefit of the doubt, especially because Phil and Evan said he's not worried right now because haven't working. I think he said like up in the zone or something like yeah. that. So he's kind of struggling with that. So that's fine. That's what spring training's for. Mm-hmm. You know, spring training's like, you know what, man? I'm just going to go out there. My splitter sucks. I'm just going to go out there and throw splitters until they hit me out. Right. And, you know, a lot of the times that's what the pitchy coach wants you to do. That's what the manager wants you to do. You know, hey, Randy, your splitter sucks, bro. Go out there and I want you to throw it to the ground. Cool. It
0: really does, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: splitter 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 and that's what we're going to do eventually the battles are going to sit on it they're going to not swing because they know hey man randy splitter is not good today so i'm not gonna you know i'm I'm not gonna swing so that's what spring training's for especially early on you know a lot of these guys will they'll try tweaking their swing they'll tweak a pitch they'll twitch uh, they'll you know tweak their delivery and then once we start getting here to you know the last week last week and a half all right cool well let's stop for around Let's, you know, let me get locked in. Right. And like take uh
0: squiddy poo, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. he decided this spring, he's not going to do any switch hitting. He's just going to hit strictly from the right side. So, I mean, he
2: couldn't hit either way. So, <laughs> right. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully not
0: all that, all that extra bull crap, you know, well, you know, maybe he'll stop overthinking crap, you know, and maybe, you know, get a little consistent from the right side. well, He was in mid-season. Form imagine, before. just imagine if that dude put it together. On the offensive yeah. side, because, I mean, defensively, he's a genius.
2: Well, I already know. I've already seen that. I've seen Anderton Simmons. Yep. Anderton Simmons was like that. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn in Atlanta, came over to Anaheim, turned into some God, <laughs> and then he left, just fizzled out, man. Anderton Simmons is a free agent, didn't even get a minor league contract this spring. Wow.
1: And, that, and it's sad because, like, we've all said it, and they've said it on – over and over when they when he's put out the lineups that oh you know Squid's defenses they, that's what it's always talked about. I mean if he could, if he could just bat like 240, 250, forty two fifty we're not asking for a lot but if he could if he could do that with his speed he stretches singles into doubles he could steal bases you know uh, he's not an Adele on the on the base pads he's kind of smart I'll give him that when he actually does reach but he doesn't walk enough and and he doesn't have productive bats that's not going to get you on base so if you switch to one side okay you're just not striking out from the left side because the other day I saw a game and he he had he got the hat trick so it's like it's not good when
2: it's there spring training
1: and you're getting a hat trick
2: hey he wanted to get that nacho night
1: oh he's he's and if he gets a lot of starts this year he's going to win that award dude like for from most
0: corporate sereno yeah. i will say this about the team so far and uh, that i've seen in spring training they're not, they're not going for the launch angle. I mean, well, there's been like, what, six, seven total home runs after how many games so far? I mean, they're, they're just putting the ball in play. They're oh. getting the walks, and they're putting the ball in play. Like I'm, I'm actually loving not seeing a whole lot of home run ball right now. Like We'll call it social ball. Sorrento <laughs> <Social> ball.
2: ball. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, there, there's one guy I do want to talk about in terms of a uh, spring so far. Anthony Rendon. I will give the Look. devil his due. Through seven at bats, the guy's batting four twenty nine with the home run, three RBIs. Guy's looking pretty good. He looks <clears throat> solid on defense. Mm-hmm. I get it. Is it early? Absolutely. But I want to ask you, men this. So with uh, you know, Trout, Fletcher, Otani gone to the World Baseball Classic this spring, is it Anthony Rendon's team to kind of show what he's got and show these guys that hey, man, I can be that guy.
1: If he gets the at bats, like like for me. If he balls out this spring i'm not going to be impressed i i just want to make sure that he breaks camp healthy for me to be on the rendon redemption tour like we thought it was last year like someone tried to call last year um i think i need to see a good 60 or 70 games of not him playing every day but 60 or 70 games into where there's no injuries and he's putting up good at bats he's taking walks he doesn't have have the sparkling average But if he's, you know, a major cog in that freaking lineup and helping us win games, I'll definitely be like, yeah, he was just one year late on the redemption call. Because like you said, with every Angel player, you'd love to see him succeed. As much as we rag on this dude, I mean, I'd love for him to live up to his contract at least once. And if this is the year, what a year to do it with a stacked lineup and a good bench.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's notorious for uh, starting off a little slow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this spring, I mean, he's kind of turned it on. I mean, he looks, he looks really good. He looks healthy. I mean, nobody rags on that dude more than I do. I mean, it's not that I hate the guy. It's just when he came in, it's not, I never wanted him. So it's just always kind of been that factor for me, mm-hmm. but he's just, man, if he can stay healthy, even if they, if, if they want to give him, you know, have him play four days and every fourth day, have Urshela take over, you know, to keep this guy, he's you know, healthy, keep him fresh, do what you got to do, you know, do what you got to do to, you know, get him to play 120, 130 games, you know, this year. But I mean, he, Rendon healthy is a key to our success, dude. I mean, absolutely. Not he doesn't got to hit 30, 40 home runs. He don't even got to hit 25 home runs. But man, if you can hit a crap ton of doubles and give me like 90, 85, 90 RBIs, dude, like, come on. That's all I'm asking. This guy is. But this dude stays healthy. I. I, I forget. I, I don't know if it, it was probably both you boys that have said this in the and in, in, you know behind the scenes. He stays healthy. We make the damn playoffs. I agree.
2: I mean, the the tough thing is we're talking about a man who's 32 years old. Okay.
0: Not aging but, well either.
2: Exactly. Yeah, he's got hair that looks like Selena's boyfriend. <laughs> but um, Jeez. the bit. <laughs> the biggest thing with Rendon is the fact that we've never gotten to see a full season of Anthony Rendon being healthy. And it, it's naturally made us as angels fans resentful, you know, uh, and the comments that he made doesn't help either. Yep. Uh, you know, because it, those are the comments that make me be like, this guy doesn't care. This guy doesn't care at all. Yeah. our fans, you know, the fans who want to defend him, right? Yeah. You know what? You're right. It's not my $38 million being lost. It's already Moreno's, but at the end of the day, that $38 million that is being used on this asset that is a supposed to want to be here and B is paid to be that guy for us. It has a nonchalant attitude. Hey, I don't care. Hey, I want to be around for my kids. It's like, bro, everybody who has kids wants to be around for their kids. Nobody has ever questioned your ability to be a family man. No one's ever called you a deadbeat. No one's ever said any of that kind of stuff about Rendon. We all know that he's a family man. We all know that he's a guy who clearly wants to be with his family, and that's great. Find me a single person with kids and a wife who doesn't want to be with their family. At the end of the day, the difference is the Joe Schmoes, like all of us, it, if we want to be, you know, if Todd wants to be with his grandkids, who the fuck cares, bro? Go hop in your truck and go to work because your grandkids aren't getting supported if you're not working because you can't buy them. You know, you can't help their parents pay for stuff. Right. Not, that's how the world works. If you don't go to work, Your kids aren't getting fed. Your grandkids aren't getting fed. They're not getting gifts. They're not getting presents. If Anthony Rendon is hurt and doesn't play a single game, that man gets paid $38 million. So yeah, sorry. I don't feel bad for you. Shut up and play. Yeah, I'll throw that moniker out there. Shut up and play. And if you don't want to play and you want to be with your kids, I will never judge you for that. Retire, leave the organization.
1: I just had to say this, though, and what will you say? I totally agree because if, if Rendon, I've seen other players when they've been hurt multiple years in a row, like two, three years in a row, they'll come out and say, you know, they don't necessarily have to kiss the ass of the fan, but but they come out and they say, man, it really pains me that I'm not on the field helping my teammates. I hate this. I'm working really hard. It's a tremendous setback, but I'm going to do my very best to help this team win and get back as quickly as I can with my teammates. If he said statements like that, he doesn't, again, have to address the fans, but I think that would make fans feel good. And then the, on top of that, uh, you can be an a-hole and produce Barry Bonds. Several players in 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 the history have you been total A- yeah, have been total a-holes to fans or total a-holes to other players, but they're producing. And so that kind of like the fans kind of look the other way and they don't, you know, they're like, well, hey, that's still my boy. I still wear his jersey. You know, he's not the nicest dude, but hey, he helps us win. So you could be one of those two guys. I think you have to be one of those two guys when it comes to when you're, you know, if you don't want to be part of the fans and say, I don't do this for them. I do this for my my family, but I'm still hitting you 25 homers, 90 RBIs, 320 average or 289 average. Then yeah, players or fans can accept you. But when you're like doing what Fernando's saying, being nonchalant, saying these blanketed statements that, that the normal Joe Schmo can't relate to because we don't have $38 million contracts a year or whatever, that's, where we lose you that's where we would have your back and now we don't and and it's like you just got to be smarter i don't think there's anyone chirping in his head telling him how to you know he might be a smart player on the field uh and and you know this this and that and with his business but as far as relations and that's part of it you know you're a public figure whether you like it or not what you do on the field is what you're assessed by us by you know we, we we have the right to criticize we have the right to judge you know, so it is what it is.
2: Yeah, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Like I said, I don't think I'd be mad if he was like, you know what, I got hurt again. I want to be there for my kids. I'm going to step away from the game. I'm going to retire. Yeah. You know what? There's valor in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what? Yeah, you want to be there with your kids, great. But it just sounds
0: like he was bitter. I mean, it, that sounded like like a straight f you to the fans. I mean, it's a good thing that guy probably doesn't have social media. <laughs> but I mean, from what it sounds like, it sounds like people like, I don't know. I don't know if somebody told it to me or if I was reading it or something that, that he's got friends and family that are sending him things, you know, Hey, check. Yeah. Yeah. Out. That that was part of
2: it. Yeah. He said yeah, that he so, has family and friends that send him stuff. There's you know, no way that he hasn't gotten sent some of our stuff. And by that, I mean, the stuff that Randy makes <laughs> probably, probably <that's laughs> some of my stuff, but you
0: know what? I mean, <laughs> dude, if you can stay healthy for like 85% of the season and you're producing, you can spit in my face all you want. Oh yeah. But this whole this whole, you know, I mean, and I'm not blaming you for injuries, Anthony if you're watching. I'm not blaming you for this crap. But when you sit there and you when you and you basically tell the fans fuck you because we're just pissed off watching you year in, year out, not finish a season, not live up to the contract. Again, it's not our money. Yeah. But we got to watch you. I mean, we are Angel fans. At the end of the day, and, yeah. and and nobody's gonna say, "Well, if you don't like it, don't watch." No, we're gonna fucking watch, man. But well, we're invested. We pay for yeah, it. Very fucking yeah. invested. I got about thirty years worth of investments in you, sons of bitches. So yeah, I'm gonna when when things aren't going right, when you know when, when things aren't living up like they're supposed to. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little say so. And but when you when you're when you're pulling that crap, dude, like you 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 can't expect to have any friends. You can't expect yeah. to pull any or hold back. So. I mean it, it's it, it's a bad it's warranted
1: so yeah, and he's not he's not the first player to be hated on i mean just try doing this crap in new york you know or or
2: he would have been crucified yeah if he was playing in new york and he said that. honestly I, I if he would have made comments like that and he was playing 30 miles up the 5 i think he might have been crucified
1: yeah because over there the ta- the, the tabloids aren't exactly like like they're into stars and stuff like they are here in cali like ripping apart uh, you know, uh, movie stars, TV pretty stars, pretty scared for shaving your head, yeah. But, but when you're in New York, <laughs> the tabloids attack the athletes, you oh, know, so he would have been absolutely. attacked big time,
2: yeah, absolutely. And you know, m- the last thing I'll say about it is, man, I get it, you know, like I said, it's like he clearly is frustrated and uh, towards himself, towards the fans, or the situation. Great, I get all that, I understand, I completely understand. But what you should never do is essentially tell the fans, you know, here's the, here's the dove. I'm going to flip them to you. I'm getting my money. I only care about my family at the end of the day. That's great. You have the ability to care about your family, but when it comes at all of our expenses again and again and again, and we never get a, like Todd said, man, I really wish I can be out there for my team. We don't even get that. Yep. It hurts, man. I have a Rendon jersey. I want to wear it proudly. I wouldn't be caught dead wearing it right now. I have a Rendon T-shirt. That thing probably has more dust on it than, you know, Ellen DeGeneres' uh, resume did before her show ended.
0: <laughs> and, and the last thing I'll say about it is like, hey, I get it. You know, going into my 40s, I understand.
2: Yikes. I'm, yeah,
0: I'm getting old. <laughs> Guys don't age well. Some athletes don't age well. I've seen it numerous times. I get it. I understand. Nobody's blaming him for it. But at the same time, don't sit around and act like you don't fucking care. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you should. If you don't care, Absolutely. that means you have your answer right there. That's Why are you? I mean, if
0: you didn't fucking care, you shouldn't have signed a 245 million dollar fucking contract worth seven years. You should have just hung it up and got your World Series and hung it
2: up and go go home bin daddy. That's what you it, have it, done. Yeah, it's funny how we stopped caring as soon as we got that big payday.
1: Yeah. Convenient. Yeah, and that's what you – if you're not trying to do that, that's what's coming off as because you're not defending yourself, like you guys said, in the right way. And, you know, last thing I'll say on Rendon is is if he needs motivation to have a big year and he's picturing my face, your face, Headey's logo coming down the, you know, the the oh, I would on love the pitch – then go for it. If he's I'm like Matthew Headey every time he hits a home run or a double, man, more power to you, dude. Like
2: F off. Than, like picture me Absolutely. flipping you off as the pitch is coming. You know, Absolutely. like whatever. <laughs> hey, what Todd and I and, you know, uh, and Randy too, have always been good at, we are very, unlike some other Angels pages, we are very good at eating crow when the time comes. Mm-hmm. If Anthony Rendon is an MVP candidate, and mark my words. Right now, if he finishes top 10 oh, okay. in MVP wow. voting, okay. top 10, I will donate $500 to a charity of his choice.
0: Oh, well you heard of I, I don't know. And
2: if he doesn't respond, I'll leave it up to the listeners. $500, Anthony. I will make a public post. If any of your friends, family, or you were watching, top 10. I, that's, that's a big enough range there. I'm not asking for you to finish number one. Five hundred dollars. I'm a man of my word. I've done it before. Ask Todd.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's crow. I'm 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 I want to eat. I'm waiting for that crow to come through. Please. It just doesn't seem like they're serving it up anytime well, soon. Well, you can count
1: me in. I'm not going to match that all the way. I'll, I'll match it <laughs> half. So you got me for two. Okay,
2: I got you for two. Okay, I got you for two fifty. Five hundred. I'm sure we can find an extra two fifty somewhere in, in in the budget somewhere. We'll figure it out. We'll sure- try to make it a thousand dollar hitty budget
1: i'm sure he farts that 750 at some point in his life but, <laughs> but the thing is i mean coming from joe schmoes i mean that's 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 a kind of a good, good chunk of cash so it's like yeah. hey there you go you know we'll put we'll put up we're basically yeah. buying the
2: love of a guy that
0: makes 38 million dollars
2: <laughs> you know what man here's right. my thing here's my thing i'll throw it out i'll throw some good into the universe. That way, if the universe is listening and lets this guy have a good season, that makes our team better, and that makes it more likely to bring get into the playoffs. And if I can help some homeless kids or some animals at a puppy shelter, whatever the case is, great. Even better. The world's a better place. The Angels are in the playoffs. Randy, Todd, Fernando are happy. You don't have to worry about seeing us on the show. Evil lives here anytime soon.
1: <laughs> there you go. I like it. It's a win-win for everybody.
2: Yeah, Rally Chris gets his suit uh, dry clean. Randy's paying for that one.
1: <laughs> well, he's got to take it off first. So, oh my God, I think your donation
2: might be underneath. cheaper. Yeah, right? He's not wearing anything underneath. Oh no. Okay.
0: It's a family show. <laughs> dropping F bombs. You're showing the yeah.
2: rocks. That's
1: just what I was going to say, Randy. This is this a family show? You're all.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a family show, but Randy's out here throwing F bombs against Hometown Buffet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh real quick man so there's one other thing in the news non well it's kind of angels related because it's mlb it's it's not in factor but they announced today rob manfred everyone's favorite uh, you know uh, commissioner came out and said that he's put a special task force like he's the fbi or something in charge of finding a way to fix the problem of the mlb's haves and have nots basically The $330 million payroll by the Mets versus this barely $60 million payroll of the Oakland A's. He's trying to find a way to
2: fight that. Me, 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 me. I have an idea. Go for it. I haven't even heard about this. The idea that you and I had, Todd, before the CBA. A salary floor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just cracked the code. A salary floor. Make these teams. Pay a certain amount of money. You got to be over $100 million. And you got to, I don't think we'll ever hit a salary cap. That'll never happen in baseball, mark my words. Uh, But there needs to be a salary floor. Look at hockey. There is a salary floor. I am an Arizona Coyotes fan. My team sucks. They are rebuilding. What they do is they take on bad contracts. They make those players good again. They trade them away for assets and now they have 54 draft picks over the next four years. Mm -hmm. That's what teams like the athletics, the pirates, the reds, these teams should be forced to do that kind of thing. Anthony Rendon isn't producing. You should be forced to trade him to one of those teams because they don't want to spend a lot of money, but you're going to take this on. The angels are going to get some prospects or whatever the case is going to be. But they have to make some of these teams pay money.
0: Absolutely, I mean, it just makes it more competitive too.
2: Absolutely, yeah, more parity in the league.
0: Yep, I mean, may- maybe, maybe you wouldn't have the Washington Nationals possibly about to lose a hundred games this year. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe they lose only seventy-five. You know,
2: well, I mean, seventy-five, uh, you're still trending towards the playoffs, <laughs> but
1: yeah. But here's the thing too. I mean, what I, what I was thinking and I heard too, is that the fact that, you know, like, like Fernando said, it's not rocket scientist science. This should be figured out pretty easily. It's just getting the players union to agree upon it. Tony Clark's going to be the biggest stickler. He, he came out and said there's never going to be a salary cap. You know, he, he feels that he's always going to get the most money. He's getting paid the most to say those kind of things. But when we talk about, each team at the end of the season i don't care what your team's name is now i know that there's expenses there's player salaries there's stadium fees there's all kinds of stuff that you have to pay out i get it but when you're getting in revenue sharing at the end of the season whether your team fills that stadium or not you're getting a check from major league baseball close to 150 million dollars. There is no excuse why there should not be a salary floor like Fernando said of $100 million. No excuse.
0: No, absolutely. And I mean, those TV deals, I mean, you saw what they did for the Angels. Yep. I mean, that, that paid for the Albert Pujols contract alone. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the money's there for the teams and the fact that they're not spending is just ridiculous. So I'm I'm 100% with you guys. I mean, there needs to be a salary floor. Again, there won't be a there won't no there won't be a salary cap. Never. Yeah, I really I really think they like this whole luxury tax threshold and I think it scares a lot of these owners anyway, so
2: Like already. It's,
0: it's it's really it's really I mean, there's your salary cap anyway. I mean, it's right there. It's just it's just guys, I wish
1: the last thing I'm going to say on this is I just wish that there was something in place that was similar to the nfl I mean, the nfl just gets it right when it comes to the salary cap because you could have the jaguars you could have these obscure teams that really no one has a big fan base just pop up one year and have a really good season they're highly competitive you, it's rare in the nfl you see a team down for a very very long time you know you may have a 10-year span here and there but but eventually that team will have their run they have a run and in major league baseball, it's gotten better lately. You know, the longest now uh, playoff droughts eight years now, which is our team magically in Detroit, Uh, but Seattle went a good 21 years, but at least they were competitive at times. You know, Seattle, you can see in those 21 years, they, they sniffed the playoffs. They were right there. Um, You just don't have that much because franchises like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati who have historical backgrounds and, and tradition have been dog crap for quite some time, you know, and, and, and uh you know they've had a, a brief run here and there because they did things the right way but you've got to maintain that if you're killing the fan base when you when in, 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 of certain cities because you're just not trying i mean what does detroit have to look forward to this year certain teams like that miami what do they got going on
2: gil cabrera i mean your bias
1: <laughs> the send off for those guys i mean come on that's all like i just want to see competitive baseball throughout
2: yeah that just unfortunately how it goes, man. You have the owners who want to pretend they don't make money like Oakland. Mm -hmm. I mean, your owner's worth billions of dollars. You mean to tell me you can't spend a little bit of cash? I mean, yeah, obviously I don't want to see the A's good because they're in our division, but realistically, I'll say this, man. They have a really good fan base there. Maybe not in terms of numbers, but the people who do show up to those games show up and show out. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not in hordes like they used to, but um, you know, They definitely have their devoted fans, and they've been in Oakland for a long time. And when that team's good, the fans come. Yep. You know, if you build it, they will come. I mean, you know, it seems like Angels fans have finally started to get fed up. I mean, you know, yeah, it took COVID for that whole three million thing to end, but it didn't come back last year Mm -hmm. because the team wasn't good, and they weren't good in like July. Not even it was like May, and they weren't good.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't even get a team like Oakland to put any money into their stadium. I mean, you can't even get toilets in that place, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know like it's funny, toss, but Randy, it's you're true. You're going,
2: right? You're going to opening day?
0: No, not in Oakland, I'm not. Hell no.
2: I thought you were going to the one in Oakland.
0: No, I'm going opening day at the Big A, brother. Yeah, we're oh, going to Big A.
2: man. Super jelly, European butter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I'd go to Oakland before I ever stepped foot in Dodger Stadium.
2: Have you never been to Dodger Stadium?
0: Not uh, one time, and I'll never go back.
2: Oh well, I mean, at least you crossed it off the bucket list. Yeah, I went like three or four times. I was there when uh, the sewage was leaking underground.
1: Oh, you that remember that, Todd? Fun times, yes. Yeah,
2: the good times. The smells, yeah. immaculate. The vibes were good. <laughs> Entire places a
0: sewage full of crap, and I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, right.
1: Dude, I remember one year when I worked for Morgan. Uh, it was a company that worked just. Be- it was below Chavez Ravine they had season tickets they even had a morgan night where they they treated all the um the workers mm-hmm. and uh it's funny cuz i had that year i went to i want to say i had a 20 game package for the angels but i went to i believe 15 dodger games 15 dude uh... and that was just a route against them but still i went to 15 <laughs> dodger games I was like, boy, this place. I mean, the fans, I will say this, the fans get into it more than the Angel fans do there. I'll give them that, but the games are boring as hell, man. Yeah, it's super ironic
2: what happens there. I mean, like, you have so many Latino fans who are, like, watching a game on land that was taken away from Latinos.
0: And there's a school underneath the stadium, folks. That's real. That's
2: true. That's true, yeah. I'm telling you, man. They didn't even plow it down. It wasn't for a...
0: Uh, Fernando of Venezuela, man, the, the,
2: they wouldn't have the Latino fan base, dude.
0: Probably. They'd all be down in San Diego, probably, you know, if they, if they weren't Angels fans. I mean, if there wasn't for him, do nobody be rooting for the frickin' Dodgers right now.
2: I mean, they certainly wouldn't be Angels fans. I mean, what have the Angels really ever done, at least? Well, I'm just I mean, saying. they, they maybe, the Artie Moreno era, to appeal to Latinos.
0: Yeah, they probably wouldn't even be watching baseball, then.
2: They'd all be yeah. watching the Chargers, the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: But, yeah, so that's uh, – any more news and notes you guys got?
2: No, no. I'm excited to see the rest of spring training, how it pans out. I'm super excited for the World Baseball Classic. It'll be starting at the end of this week. I think the seventh is mm-hmm. the first game. Yeah. Eighth.
1: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you guys are looking where to find it, it's a free app. If you have a smart television or Fire Stick or whatever, uh, download the Fox Sports uh, app. Uh, FS one, I think it is, um, or it might just be Fox sports, but download it because they will have all the world baseball classic games. Every game will be televised
0: on that app. So.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Good.
0: And, uh, also don't forget to check me out this season on the Heaty weekly wrap up. Uh, that's going We're going to do some. We're going to do audio at first. So see how that goes. Um, so yeah, check us out on there. There
1: you go. And, uh, yeah, check out Randy's page too. Fast times on Instagram
0: and cool. then, uh, also going to be dropping a prediction show here within the next week or two. Yes.
2: But, yeah, we'll have, we'll be dropping our predictions here also, you know, for how the teams going to finish. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably
1: get into that and break everything down roster-wise prior sometime prior to that Dodger Freeway series. So Yeah, it'd
2: be nice to do a round table with everyone from the hit universe. Have, have everybody on here right before spring training. We'll lay it all out there. Here's what's going to happen this year. Here's what's not going to happen. And just kind of go from there. I think that'd be a fun episode to do. Uh, we have an interview dropping later this week. If all goes well, mm-hmm. tune into that. I don't want to say the name yet just because I hate doing that. Because, you know, in case it falls through. But...
1: Yeah. So we have some stuff coming up on the show. So we look forward to being with you all season. And uh, you'll see when, uh, you know, we may not be posting like we usually do during the regular season, but if you notice, there's a lot more traffic on the page. And then, uh, you know, the question of the day, we'll we'll be back every day from Fernando. You'll have fast times chiming in myself and uh, probably we'll sprinkle in some. um, What is it? uh, James and. uh, (laughs) Also, uh, you know, we'll have some stuff from Catella Chronicles popping up. And then, uh, boy, I'll, I'm telling you, when baseball season starts, we're going to have final scores, pregame shows, postgame shows, podcasts galore through the week, Major League Baseball show.
0: So we're going we're to be cooking here pretty soon. And we're working on it. It's not official yet, folks, but we're shooting for July 1st for the summertime tailgate. That's the same, t- that's the same day as the Otani Bobblehead giveaway. So show up and show out. If, if we happen to have it that day, show up and show out we,
2: exactly. we need to try getting some uh, maybe like some like uh, group tickets or something see how many people we can get out to go
0: yeah we That's got what we got. did last season too right we got some group tickets
1: nah it's sort of for that one game but yeah. we, we got to get a bigger we got to get a bigger one we got to get a 600 level going oh
2: absolutely oh. Yeah. <laughs> are the 600s where you can sit up here on my blimp and talk about john stamos <laughs> there's not much not binoculars, binoculars.
1: <laughs> There's not much protection from the sun but uh, or the things flying around the stadium, but uh, it's still good seats. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to say good night from or good afternoon wherever you're listening to us here from Heady
2: Baseball Network. Viva Los Angelitos! Laters, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to leave that five-star review and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Follow Fast Times Under the Halo, Halo's in the Infield, Catella Chronicles, and make sure to head over to the best Facebook page out there with Halo Joe. Have a great day, everybody. And of course, Viva Los Angelitos!